0: Welcome to Talent Tales, the show where I interview leaders who have brought design thinking to their talent and HR practices. In today's episode, we have a special guest on the show. I'm joined by Katharina Krenz, who is a senior consultant, new work and digital collaboration at Robert Bosch GmbH. Katharina is also my first guest from my native country, Germany. Hallo und herzlich willkommen, Katharina. Hey,
1: hello everybody. I'm very excited to be in this call. <laughs>
0: We are very excited and honored. I've, you know, I, I usually don't get very nervous, but I've been nervous for this because- No! For those oh, in the on. US, Katarina is a, somewhat of a famous person and we'll talk a little bit <laughs> about that. So uh, Katarina, who are you and what's your story?
1: Who am I, Uh, Katerina? I guess you can read my story almost everywhere because I really share a lot on uh, mainly, I guess, LinkedIn and Twitter, but uh, also on Facebook, but a bit more privately. Um, What's my story? I don't know. Um, So I started my professional career in an office environment in a a medium-sized enterprise before. So I really have a life before I joined Bosch in 2005. And... um, Bosch, I don't know if you know, our company has a 140 years old culture. So um, we grew mainly in the automotive business. And um, I guess my story and what might be interesting uh, to know is that um, I come from a company before Bosch, uh, kind of a startup or um, more, yeah, uh, living and uh, daily business was more organized in a startup way. And then I joined a very traditional. Swabian company with 410,000 um, associates in 60 countries and, of course, that was a real culture crash uh, for me. And I learned a lot about uh, standardized, optimized processes and uh, the importance of hierarchy levels and formal roles and functions. And um, I guess almost six years after joining Bosch, I started um, to take care of uh, using social media internally in the company. So I changed the department I worked for, the business unit I worked for, and uh, I became part of a central project team introducing enterprise social networks and a collaboration platform. And this is uh, where I'm now. So um, I'm a strong driver and believer of community building and working community-based setting up networks. And um, yeah, uh, what drives me is um, this passion for people, instead of taking care of the hierarchy level, the role and the function. And this is me. I'm 40 years old. I live in Germany in Stuttgart. I'm married. I have a stepdaughter, Tamara. She's 15 already. And um, yeah, that's me or that's the professional uh, side of me.
0: Well, and so Katharina is being German and very modest Um, she also started a movement in Germany called working out loud and we're going to talk a little bit more about that so she's been very modest but I wanted to go back a little bit more because um, or start with something else because so Katarina is one usually I interview um, HR leaders so Katarina is not in HR so which I find an interesting perspective because you seem to be working around a lot of topics so community building collaboration, which have been traditionally HR roles maybe. So I wanted to get your perspective. Do you think there is a shift in these topics more driven by business leaders and or employees versus HR? What are your thoughts around that?
1: Oh, I don't think so. So um, um, I'm not officially part of HR, but I'm an um, HR friend. So I sit Mm -hmm. in the HR department um, to be very precise. I'm sitting uh, next to a team um, which is uh, taking care of the transformation of Bosch in HR. So um, this team is very, very close to me and what I'm doing and they are responsible um, for lots of topics, but mainly also for transformation and collaboration for uh, the leadership and collaboration principles for setting up all the enabling programs. So, um, yes, my topic is an HR topic, but we drive it within Bosch um, coming more from a business uh, perspective. So, I'm part um, also of a corporate department um, of uh, IoT digitization and innovation, and we see that uh, working out is a strong enabler um, exactly for those topics. So, yes, collaboration is very important within Bosch, and HR takes care of that, um, and we see this building communities, digital networks, to empower innovation, to bring together the people all across the globe for uh, innovation topics that working out loud fits extremely well in this department as well. So we have kind of a very close uh, partnership or friendship, (laughs) let's call it like that. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's the best opportunity we have, bring together um, HR, taking care of people um, and the business taking care of the business models and the processes and the products and our whole environment.
0: So it's a collaboration that collaboration that seems to be kind of the future of what's working. And then I'm sure the employees play a part as well, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. Sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so that's really interesting because um, sometimes... You know, it can be a little bit more of an antagonistic maybe relationship or, you know, HR may feel threatened or the business may not, might not want to collaborate with HR. So what I've seen also is where this collaboration really works well. This is where the true magic happens for, for the organization, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I, I ask everybody, what's your creative
1: superpower? What's <laughs> your... <laughs> So um, I looked it up in to, to translate it into English because the German mm. word, and you know that, Nicole, my latest or my last and very fav- favorite boss told me that my very personal superpower is being Chancenintelligent. So wow. the? I don't even um, so know that, the English word. Yeah, there is no English word. No, it's like- <laughs> it sounds like one of those German words. Yeah, it's, it's, a, creation. it's, a, it's a word <laughs> creation. So it means that... Um, I have a talent to pick up opportunities and to bring them to life and to set up very, very quickly communities who run those topics. So, um, yes, I'm a good networker and um, I'm good in bringing together the right people. But my real superpower behind is, um, yeah, getting, finding these opportunities and testing them very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. So I'm very pragmatic. (laughs) I um, need to try out everything on my own. I'm not that big head thinker or thought leader like that. I'm more the pragmatic um, business person. And uh, yeah, when I ask my colleagues, um, so we have, um, we, have, um, we have a network here in Germany, it's called the New Work Women. And I'm part of that network and you can send postcards uh, to inspiring colleagues. And I guess the postcard I received The most is this one here. It's kind of being a mentor for innovation. Oh wow! I love that. Uh huh. (laughs) And there are some more because I cannot draw. You ask me to draw, and my superpower is to find ways, (laughs) skipping exactly to find ways around (laughs) what (laughs) you That's creative. Oh wow! These are all the cards you got. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. From colleagues. So I'm very, I'm a very optimistic person. Um, I'm, I guess, very brave to step in uh, to new topics. And uh, I'm a visionary of dreaming big, starting small and really bringing things to life and into practice.
0: Yeah, this is awesome. And this is a great segue into um, working out loud. So why don't you tell us a little bit more around what is working out loud? How did you get involved? and why are you passionate about it?
1: Uh, Okay, many questions. Mm -hmm. Um, So um, the term working out loud um, was coming up in 2010 um, by uh, Bryce Williams, writing the first blog post about uh, why do we have this um, new technology like ESNs like Twitter, LinkedIn, and all these tools but why are we not able to really use them efficiently? So why is it so difficult to narrate and share your work, to make it observable for others to really create value add? So it was 2010 uh, when the term showed up first, and then it was John Stepper living in New York, uh, in the States, um, who took that term, starting to blog about exactly that that idea. And um, in 2015, uh, he came up with a book Call working out loud, how creative, and um, the method working out loud. So the working out loud circle method. And this is uh, what I learned um, in 2015, that this way of working, this way of setting up communities, of uh, bringing together a strong um, topic networks and um, to work like that, it's possible to learn it stepwise. So in very small steps with practice over time based on peer support and feedback, it's possible to totally change the way you work and to come from sending emails and joining meetings to open and transparent collaboration in a network. And this is why I'm so influenced by that because I, in um, the past, I thought it's a talent. Some people do have that and Maybe me not that much. Um, And I was surprised how easy it is to learn that. And I was surprised and I'm still excited about what people get out of this method. So the circle method, and this is really the base of working out loud, is very, very easy. Um, In the first step, it's bringing together five people who meet once an hour over the course of 12 weeks. That's it. And they follow a very structured A manual, a so-called circle guide, uh, which contains the agenda of this one-hour meeting and different exercises um, to learn how to build up such a network. So that's it. Very, very, very easy. What I found out is that it's very difficult to get the basic idea behind because it's about bringing together five very different people, people from different cultural perspectives, from different jobs, functions, roles, which allows you to bring in five people with totally different backgrounds and perspectives, having a look on one topic. And these five people bring in their own learning goal. So their own topic, they wanna to work on for the 12 weeks. So the topic is the basis of the network that people build within the 12 weeks. And this is very difficult to understand if you haven't joined. <laughs> So five different people with five different goals coming together in one peer support group, which can meet face to face or virtually over the course of 12 weeks learning together. That's the working our circle method. And what happens is that um, you get a broad range of um, results in the end. And it's not possible to really tell people what you get out of that because it can be You simply explore becoming better in using LinkedIn or um, a similar tool, or it can happen that you change your job because you have done so much reflection on what drives you, what your talents are, what your capabilities are, what you really want to do, uh, that in the end, you find out that you have so many more talents, you want to do something different. mm -hmm, Sorry. Sorry. No, that's it. um, Yeah. Now I can talk for three days about uh, people joining yeah. yeah. <laughs> <So laughs> the So it's the magic sorry.
0: no, so it's the magic to summarize then that you might struggle with something that you're trying to figure out. And then by inviting, you know, five external perspectives in the struggle, you're getting inspiration from all these different perspectives that might help you get inspiration to to chip away at it. Is that sort of the power behind it?
1: Yeah. So um, it's, it's um, interesting how fast you can build up trust um, with four other people you've never met, also on a virtual base, yeah? So like us five here, we can start being a circle, a working out loud circle, and it's amazing uh, learning about methods, how to come, uh, come together so quickly, building up trust, being open, and supporting each other. Because this willingness to help and support is something we normally are a bit um, yeah, it's nothing we do automatically, not with people we don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this, bringing this to the virtual digital world and making this available is um, kind of magic.
0: Yeah, this sounds really interesting. I just wanna remind everybody, put your questions in the chat, we'll get to them at the end. I'm sure you have a lot of questions for Katarina. So the, the question I've been burning to ask is. So so a little bit the story how I discovered wall So I signed up for Twitter about five years ago when I started my business and virtually all the tweets were in English. I never really saw any tweets in German. Until like about six months ago. All of a sudden I saw all these German language tweets and with a hashtag WOL, WOL, or references to working out loud. And I'm like, what is this working out loud? Um, I don't get it. And then those German messages kept coming. So I finally picked up the book and got really intrigued because I find there's a connection to design thinking, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Um, so since then, I've discovered that this is a huge movement in Germany driven you know, by, by the likes of Bosch, Daimler, I mean, huge companies and you are sort of the face of it in Germany, let's not be modest. Um, you are. Uh, that's what I, you know, from all the Twitter, <laughs> I concluded. Um, but it's so John Stepper, whom you mentioned, is American. The book he wrote is American. The concept is not as, it's, I wouldn't call it a movement at all. I did not know about it at all here in the US. So my question, and I'm German, and I can't figure it out. Why are the Germans so into Wall?
1: Do you have an answer for me? <laughs> Oh, I guess there are 100 answers if you ask 100 people. <laughs> uh, so, first of all, I'm surprised as well because I have not planned to lead such a movement. Um, it, 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 it happened. Um, I guess there are different answers on that. Um, I guess what um, most of the people will tell you is that um, this working out loud circle is... Um, so, learning in a very small peer support group with people you don't know Um, This is kind of new, it's um, maybe similar to different other concepts which haven't spread that much in Germany. Um, So this circle empowers you and it frees people up. And um, these very small steps practice over time, they are so easy. Um, It's so easy to do that and um, the benefit is incredibly high um, every week. So week by week you gain friends and you make new connections and you learn so much from other people. And this, um, this idea learning from others is not new at all, but um, doing that in uh, via social media is something that has never been a program about that. And, um, it's really, it's, it brings you in touch with all your dreams and your wishes. And this is something people normally don't do in their business life. And we introduced Working Out Loud as part of daily business as a training, which is open to every associate around the globe and to do that within business hours. Mm -hmm. So we made the shift coming from private people using uh, social media to Bosch associates using our enterprise social network and uh, building strong topic-based communities. We've done that before already, but not focusing on the individual person, more on communities in total. So having a method ready for an individual person where you can bring in your own topics, your own motivation, your whatever drives you in a very small, closed, secure space, which allows you to experiment the possibilities of this digital world is something what is new to us and which is very helpful for the big corporates in Germany because this is nothing we have done before.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We are very structured, optimized, process-driven. We right. are very, very deep in technology. And I guess we are very big inventors in optimizing everything. Yeah. And now we need when it comes to, and there we have the bridge to design thinking. When it now comes to creativity, to innovation, we see that we need to bring together different perspectives, so diverse groups of people. Mm -hmm. But how to do that? Because the knowledge is not any longer in one office. The knowledge is out there and we need to find the right people to get in touch with them to learn from that. Mm -hmm. And when you look a bit in the past, we have um, in this very formal structured world, we have set up tons of roles and, um, functions, but now when it comes to data, when it comes to creativity and innovation, we need to come back to the human being, to the individual. We don't have any more methods for that, or mm-hmm. I'm sure there will come, there will now come tons of methods for that. But working out loud was definitely one of the first mm-hmm. addressing individuals, but scaled or with the opportunity to scale it on a global. Mm. on the global perspective. And mm-hmm. this is what makes it so interesting. Mm-hmm. And open source concept, the soccer yeah. guides are in the internet available in eight different languages available yeah. for everybody. So yeah. very low barriers to give it a try.
0: Yeah, low risks. And there's, yeah. it's a method and a structure to do something around the people side of business. Interesting. Yeah, right. And I know you have experimented with bringing Working Out Loud to HR.
1: Can you share a little bit about that? So, sure. So, we did a lot of experiments around working out loud just because uh, we partnered um, with John Stepper already in 2015. So, Barsha is the first big uh, global player um, doing these experiments with John. So, um, we are allowed or we have been uh, uh, allowed to do that uh, just for the audience. Uh, This is not free for everybody because the guides uh, cannot be Um, uh, cannot be adopted but now um, we are um, using working out loud circles as kind of a guided program to uh, bring it to big um, business areas to big departments or to big uh, business units so as kind of a change management tool and uh, HR is I guess number five on my list Um, we've done that before and we will go on doing that but currently um, there is a, a guided program running in HR with <clears throat> around 250 HR people from all over the world to um, increase the connectedness within HR to bring together different um, yeah, uh, roles within HR. So the business partners with the people from strategy, from communications, um, for example, and um, yeah, to learn more about the, um, the uh, HR strategy. So what we do is um, we invite all HR people to join such a guided program. We start um, with a joint kickoff, and uh, then we guide all the circles through the 12 weeks. And part of the circle are all people from HR, but coming from different countries, different divisions, different functions uh, to allow uh, diversity, of course. Mm -hmm. Very cool.
0: So we heard about, You know why the method has such an impact Um, but I'm sure there were some barriers that you had to overcome in bringing it to your organization or you know in in the beginning can you share some that others might encounter as they try to bring it into their organization
1: to sway be in German Um, it's about noisy collaboration which of course doesn't make any sense in kind of our office situation. So it started already with the buzzword, with the term, and we needed to fill it with life. Uh, Then of course the big question, um, is it allowed to join a working allowed circle also with a more personal or private goal? Or um, do we allow it only with the professional business goals? No, both is allowed in Bosch. Uh, Then the next thing is, is it allowed to do that during working hours? Um, with which tools. Those, these, of course, are barriers and hurdles I guess everybody will face introducing Working Out Loud. And then it's um, all about uh, yeah, getting the idea behind and um, to connect your company's strategy and the tasks you have as a company um, with Working Out Loud, because we don't do Working Out Loud because it's uh, such an amazing method we do Working Out Loud because it supports our daily business. It supports um, our leadership and collaboration principles. It supports innovation. It supports diversity. It supports community building. It supports virtual collaboration using our enterprise social network. This is why we do Working Out Loud, not because only of Working Out Loud. And this is, um, I guess, most important for everybody to understand that um, it needs to fit your company strategy and your future goals. And then I guess you need kind of a person (laughs) who's willing to drive it, to introduce it. And uh, we run it Or in 2015, it was only me and a colleague. Uh, We set up a so-called co-creation team begin of 2016. And um, it was a total bottom-up process. So it was a method proven by associates, driven by associates and now sponsored um, by our um, yeah, by our HR people, by the training center, and uh, supported by uh, Christoph Kuebel. He's our director um, of uh, rela- uh, work relations, so our uh, CHRO at Bosch. So part of the board of management. And so
0: to me, so some of the things that you said, that to me is a very connection to design thinking or the where I see these connection points that it's like in its core, it's human centered and it yeah. can be driven by humans. Um, it is about empathy, you know, a, a with yourself, cause you might have a problem you struggle with, but then also giving back and helping others figure out there. So, and that to me is sort of the connection while, why I think this is a great sort of companion piece to the work we do in design thinking. Um, So I always, um, before we go to the questions from the audience, I always end with giving you a quote and letting you react to that. Are you ready? I'm ready. (laughs) This will be an easy one for you, I think. Okay, quote, I would rather lose money than trust, unquote, Robert Bosch.
1: Wonderful. He's the founder of our company, and I guess we all are very related to that sentence because These are the core values which have been established 1890 and which are binding for us also in 2019. And this is something, me personally, what makes me really proud because having values uh, for such a long time um, still guilty and still, um, yeah, actually, um, yeah, this is something. What's, is what I find really empowering. And the core idea is we need to trust each other. We want to trust our customers. Our customers should trust us. And this is the most important thing we can do because the Bosch slogan is invin- invented for life. So with all the complexity behind these three little words, um, it's all about making the life of human beings of our earth um, better sustainably better um every day and building doing this build on trust is very very powerful and we take that really seriously
0: and it seems this trust component is also part of the working out loud sort of philosophy Definitely.
1: you know so sure. that's what,
0: yeah um very cool okay let's get to some questions so carolyn is asking um can you describe a bit more how working out loud is managed internally at bosch how are the groups formed um and who do you How do you identify who is part of your team, for example?
1: Ah, Okay. Um, So in Bosch, um, it uh, works like that. If you want to join a Working Out Loud circle, you you join our community. It's open to everybody. And uh, you put your name on your list and you answer some few questions. So um, who are you? Um, From which location? In which languages are you able to do a circle? Um, do you have a time preference? And do you want to do it face to face or virtually? So you answer these questions, you simply put that in a list. And our training department, very lovely people, um, bring together five different people just based on their preferences. This is how it works at Bosch. So uh, working out circles start, I guess, three times a week, because three times the training center takes care of this list, yeah? They then receive an email, hey, you five, you can start, you form now a working out loud circle. Here's the link to the documents and here's the link to a restricted sub community where the circle starts working. Yeah, Because we run really everything around working out loud on our digital collaboration platform based, um, yeah, community based in an open community. Um, I formed a team in 2016 um, every year um, we, we kind of um, update ourselves because um, this team is put together based on capabilities and talent and what they want to reach. So we have 11 people with me in the team. We know which tasks we need to do during the year. And based on capabilities, we find the right people joining the team. And they bring in 10% of their capacity to bring Working Out Loud to Bosch and to drive this movement. And they take a lot of tasks um, based on two perspectives, who's best in doing it and who wants to learn more on that. So every task we do, um, at least two people are taking care of that, always looking for um, growth and improvement, fun, and of course, who can do that um, in the most efficient way. This is how our team performs.
0: Great, we have time for one quick question. Um, Ulrike is asking, after finishing One Circle, what do you think about the existing journal and does it help to bring Working Out Loud into the company?
1: So um, I have done nine Working Out Loud circles in total up to now in the last four years, but um, I have started with uh, the the circle guides version one, (laughs) and there was a version two, three, four, now we have a five and a 5.5. So with every update of the guides, I started a new circle, and I do circles more than once. In Bosch, I see people joining circles three times on an average. Uh, The first one is in the mother language locally, then in English uh, globally, and then outside the company. So three times on an average. I see people then becoming a mentor for our Working Out Loud for Leaders program, so a one-to-one reverse mentoring program or they join the team, the extended team as an ambassador, or they become a working out loud circle mentor. So they take on different roles to further support the movement and the program. No, I don't think so that the current guides um, that you should do five circles with the same guide set. Um, It's possible if you wanna learn more about a different topic, um, if you build a different network, if you uh, do it like the three examples uh, I already mentioned, But then, and this is what I of course hope, hello John, if you see this, please come up with a version two. Uh, So what's coming after joining one, two, three circles? There should be of course um, an extended uh, circle guide set for um, exploring more. And as far as I know, he wants to bring in different topics. So very specific topics into working out loud. So how to become better in time management. So to to become more productive and efficient. Um, Then Sacco guides to more concretely work on a goal. Something like that. And he has self care thing, which uh, hopefully comes up in the version two soon.
0: Yeah, just to summarize for everybody. So it sounds like John Stepper, who wrote The Working Out Loud, he comes up with these revisions to these circle guides, right? Right. That's what you're talking about. Yeah, just scaling it back for the beginners. So there's a series of circle guides and he revises them and he expands on them over time, it sounds like. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, very cool. Well, thank you so much. We are at the end of our time. I, I have tons of other questions, but maybe we, we take that offline. Thank you, Katarina, for sharing all your, so graciously sharing your experience with working out loud. Um, thanks everybody for joining and I hope you join us for a future Talent Tales webinar. Bye
1: everybody. Thank you so much. Bye.